0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views
1: of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
2: Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't
3: and who you can we'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends we'll try not to be
1: cautious we'll be friends
4: welcome in everyone to visibilities on a autumn friday night uh, october i've been looking at the calendar so much i forgot what day it was october 6th and tonight we are continuing our series of our star-studded seniors, who have made a career of various in various areas of the entertainment field. And uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we had Tom Sullivan on, who started back in high school, uh, if not before, uh, with what turned into being his career. And in a, in a multitude of genres. And tonight, we are featuring one of our own people who's been a member of ACB back into the 1990s, I think. Um, and has published a number of books. And we can go through each of them in that tonight. And I just want to welcome uh, Annie Ciappetta to our call tonight. She has quite a resume and quite a list of books that she has written over the last seven or eight years. And welcome, Annie. Well, thank you very much. Hello, everyone, and happy autumn. It is a beautiful one coming up, I think, too. It certainly seems... well. If we can get through the rain tonight and this weekend, <laughs> it certainly looks like it's going to be as long as it doesn't take down all the leaves before they get to change color, we'll be uh, really, really enjoying all the different senses that autumn brings out and uh, shows itself to us in. Between the sound of leaves crunching under our feet, the amazing aromas, and uh, the and the and the beauty of the. Uh, foliage itself, and we can't forget the great fall and autumn foods that'll be coming up that we will be talking about Ooh, yeah. on a couple of future visibilities.
0: Uh, and not just pumpkin, right?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hate this whole anti-pumpkin thing because I <laughs> always loved pumpkin pie and, Me and too. Yep. pumpkin uh our grocery store has this thing with these cookies that are disgustingly good, uh, that are <laughs> sandwich cookies with pumpkin cheesecake filling. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Uh, and Duncan's pumpkin donuts are pretty good. I, I like people, their but,
0: muffins very much. They're pumpkin muffins. Yeah, the pumpkin them.
4: muffins are good. Uh, but I do kind of think that we've gone over the top. Yeah. <laughs> when Frosty Paws is now making pumpkin Frosty Paws. Agreed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that just seems a little bit over the top.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, uh, I love autumn. It's my favorite time of year. The fall and the winter are my creative, uh, my times of creativity. I do, I get a lot done between September and like March. That's wonderful. Yeah, it seems to work for me very well. I've never thought
4: about trying to do it by the season. Maybe that would help (laughs) me get things done. (laughs) I don't know. Let's try it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right. So tell us a little bit about your background. Um, I I think it's interesting. And you were were into design before you lost your vision.
0: Yes. um, So... I grew up visually impaired. Uh, I had RP my whole life. I just never knew it. And, um, you know, at the time growing up in the seventies, I don't even really think RP had a name. It was just called retinal degeneration back then. Um, And then, uh, so I was very creative as a kid. I loved art, music. I I drew everywhere, probably places I shouldn't have when I was little too, as, you know, <laughs> on the walls, maybe, you know, those kinds of things. I was very precocious that way creatively. And I learned how to read at a very young age. I think it was like four when I was learning, how, when I read, learning how, when, well, when somebody discovered that I was reading and I wasn't pretending to read. So uh, I actually don't know how old I was uh, reading, uh I might've faked it. They, they thought I was faking it. And anyway, so, um, <laughs> you know, and I, I event, you had a great memory if you were,
4: if you were faking it. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, so, and that's how I live my life. I live my life like as a creative person. And then when I lost my vision, um, I had to take my, my love of creativity and art and all that and try to, Channel it into something else, completely different. I mean, I read and I liked, you know, reading and all that, but it wasn't, you know, wasn't what I loved most. What I loved most was the visual arts. So it was, it was a big challenge, and it took me a long time to, um, to overcome that and to, um, channel that and to feel successful at it. Um, and I started out with poetry, and then I started going back to school. Um, I had lost my vision after I had my first child. And so I, there was a period of adjustment for me. Um, My husband was in the military. It was during the first Gulf War. So I didn't know whether he would be coming home or leaving or where he was going. And uh, so it was a very difficult time for me. A lot of um, unknowns. And um, it wasn't until after all that had, uh, kind of settled down that I finally went back to college and I uh, started writing papers college papers and I realized I kind of liked it and um, I had a very good mentor and uh, she helped me um, just get to the right places in terms of my creativity and my and in the craft and then I just kind of kept going and it was the one thing that I could do without being able to see, and um, to be able to create and play with words and all that. And that's that's what
4: really helped me. And so you you had a mentor, who I'm assuming was not visually impaired.
0: um, Yeah, Um,
4: she was one of your professors.
0: Yes. Um, um, actually they, she, uh, just stayed with me the whole time through my college life and was there to help me, um, you know, red pen, all my stuff. And, uh, it was hard <laughs> to, you know, uh, get that kind of criticism, but it also helped me become a better writer. And, um, it also helped me be able to take criticism, um, with the grain of salt and, be a professional and um you know not take things personally and I think that's really important and being able you know really
4: for all of us in a number of different in, in you know in a number of different facets of our lives being able to deal with uh what is intended especially what's intended as constructive criticism and in your line of work that's what somebody like her is is uh teaching you is con- you know or is giving you is constructive criticism and i think that's very important and, it is yeah don't you yeah
0: i do and i think there's a way for you know to be able to appreciate you know positive constructive feedback versus like mm-hmm. negative or uh unhelpful criticism there's there's a line there and every creative person has to be able to understand yeah. you know what will help them versus what will hold them back in terms of criticism or feedback or um or help
4: i think you're right excuse me for one second can i just remind folks that what we're uh doing recordings of these interviews And so if you're not speaking, could you please make sure that we're not getting any background noise? You can mute and unmute when you want to say something when we uh, have a time for hand raising. Uh, But all of the little interruptions (laughs) cause uh, the just do damage to the podcast. So if we could all just be cognizant of that, I think we'll be in a uh, much much better position. Thank you so much. Now you finally got into actually publish publishing. I was going to say publicizing, um, publishing your first book in was it 2015? I think it was
0: 2016.
4: 16. Yeah. And want to tell us a, a little bit about that first book and how you how you um, got to the <laughs> position to the place. Of actually put
0: publishing it. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so um, I published the book because my mom um, wanted me to publish it. My mom was a was a poet too, and we never knew it until after she passed away. Um, so she she made me promise, you know, Annie, you get those poems done. you you know, and you get them where you want them, and and you do whatever you need to do. To to you know, publish a book. So I said, okay, mom, you know, yeah, I wanted to honor her memory. And I wanted to honor my, my, myself in terms of, you know, the, I've always wanted to publish a book. I just never was able to afford, you know, to hire somebody to help me or, um, I didn't, I didn't have the right networking or contacts. And, uh, it took me about a year of banging my head against the wall to realize, you know, the, you know, the, the format and the, uh, the, uh, the desktop publishing world is not accessible to people who are blind and visually impaired. Nothing worked with my screen reader, um, and et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure everybody here tonight, um, who is blind or visually, uh, impaired could say, yeah, I've been there, I've done that. It's frustrating. Um, so I, started asking for help from people that I knew and I got a lot of um, promises, but no one came through for me. Um, you know, people that I knew my friends or neighbors that I knew published was, it? you know, were in the publishing world and stuff. Nobody, I guess nobody thought I um, really needed that, that kind of help. So that kind of, I really got um, disenchanted with the whole thing and put it aside. And um, about three or four months later, um, (laughs) the little part of my head said, why are you giving up? Like, don't be a dope. (laughs) (laughs) There's got to be a way. Like, other people do it. Figure it out, Ann, right? So um, so I said, okay. well, I got to think out of the box and turn it upside down and and figure it out. So um, I started reading on Bard all of the books by uh, visually impaired writers, and um, I must have read about a dozen of them before I got to this book by Patty Fletcher, Fletcher called Campbell's Rambles, How a Seeing Eye Dog Saved My Life. I think that's the title. I could be wrong. And at the end, she she noted who her book preparation services people were at the time, and there was an email address there. So I emailed them, and holy crap, they got back to me. I was like, I didn't go into the dustbin of emails or anything. They, they said, hi, how would you like us to help you? Oh, you're an (laughs) author who's visually impaired. That's great. We've helped them before. And they gave me a whole long list of people with disabilities that they helped um, prepare and publish their books for independent. I said, oh my goodness. I finally found somebody to help me. And that's how. Upwelling. Um, My poetry, my first book of poetry, Upwelling, got published. Um, And I'm very proud of that. I, I didn't give up. And I found a way. And, uh, and then after that, it was just um, things just rolled rolled on by. Um, Follow Your Dog came next in 2017. And that's a memoir. Um, And then after that, um, 2019 came um, Words of Life, Poems and Essays, and then after that um, I, I, a string of Stories from the Heart to the Future was a, a short story collection, and then Hope for the Tarnished, and uh, my sixth book will be out next spring, and that's called Imperfections, and it's another novel. And
4: Hope for the Tarnished was the one that really kind of jumped out at me. I actually i am really looking forward to finding that and and reading it. That just sounded I, I I tend to like novels that uh have some uplift to them. And that just sounded like it would. It does. Me from the, yeah. And, I I the spoiler. noticed that they're all listed on the uh they're all listed with a Bird synopsis
0: on your website, which is com, and that's spelled A-N-N-C-H-I-A-P-P-E-T-T-A. Anchapetta.com. All my books are there. They are. And uh and they've got some lovely
4: um, book covers as well. The book design, the design on the covers on
0: them, I thought was fascinating. My sister wow. took some of those pictures. She's oh, really? a photographer. Yeah, really. Um, and there was just yeah. some
4: nice concepts, like on the what is it, words of life. It's
0: oh yes, that, that's actually three, my.
4: It's like three stones on top of each other,
0: yeah. and yet they're
4: just slightly not balanced. That's <laughs> what uh, caught me about it. That it was just, it was just something. Um, that would catch somebody's attention. So, how soon are we going to expect uh, your sixth book to be on the New York bestseller list?
0: No, please. That'll be out
4: in the spring of <laughs> next spring. Yeah. Spring of 24.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, Hope for the tarnish is being um, narrated now and should be on Audible and then on Bard at some point in the same time period. So, it's like I'm going to actually have Two books going out at the same time or within a couple of months of each other. That should be interesting. That should be. Now,
4: are any of your books, which one, are any of your books, I should have checked myself and I haven't and I apologize. Are any of your books available on BARD now?
0: All of them except for Hope for the Tarnished. Oh, all right, great. And they're all on Bookshare and they're all on Audible and they're all on Amazon and Kindle.
4: I saw Amazon on there and uh, and uh, Audible. I tend to do a lot of Audible. Me too. Um, I usually do is I buy something on Audible, uh, three days later, find it on BARD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes yeah. I the guys I single-handedly support Audible.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um so I had I had looked at, at Audible. I knew they were there, but I had, hadn't gotten a chance to check
0: Bard. Oh, and all of my books are on Smashwords, draft to digital as well. So if you're a Braille reader and you have a Braille display, you could purchase the ebook on Smashwords and request it being sent to you in a text file, and you can convert it and read it on your Braille display. Ah. Oh very cool yeah i Especially. i looked yeah i looked into trying to get my books available on hard copy uh braille you know if i could sell them but it's just not it's expensive no i just i couldn't i mean as an independently published writer there was just no way i could uh swing that expense so smashwords is the compromise and now
4: I I guess the question that I want to ask is, so you are what you refer to as an independent publisher. I'm I'm an independent author. Oh, okay. Uh, So, what is, so you, it's the publishing process I don't understand.
0: All right. So, so let's say, so I'm the, I'm an independently published author. I own all my rights and whatever. I use a book preparation service. I pay them to format and upload, um, all of the books in the formats that, um, that I want. They also assist with, um, getting the international, um, sales numbers registered and, all that fancy stuff that uh, book publishers would, or traditional book publishers would do for the author um, as part of their contract, except that I just use them for the preparation of the book, um, the, the the final editing of the book, and then um, the uploading of the book onto the different uh, marketing platforms and that's it. I actually do all of the marketing myself. Ah there is where the difference comes in that's right <laughs> yes.
4: I'm trying to figure out, oh what's the difference between doing that and double day or wh- whoever you know? mm-hmm. right <laughs> I just wasn't getting that difference in there um I'm wondering if you know at any time if anybody wants to raise their hands, And ask any questions. You're more than welcome to. Uh, Let's make can We can make this a very nice conversation. And uh, Agnes has her hand up.
2: Hi, Um, I have one question I'd like to ask. How did you go about getting your books on BARD? Sure. That actually,
0: um, that was a process that took me a while. Um, but I will say that uh, Kim Charlson helped me a lot. Um, and the Perkins Library helped me. Um, there are are, diff- are some nuances um, about getting your book on BARD. Um, and and uh, I don't want to take up too much time because I can no. talk, talk for an hour. But so basically, if you have a book, um, and, um, or you want a book on Bard, you and a bunch of your friends can, um, email or call your local, um, NLS library and request the book. And if enough people request the book, it will be put into the NLS, um, queue for narration. Um, there's also a way that you might be able to contact your, um, your regional, um, talking book library and they might be able to put it in their own queue, kind of like what Perkins did. Um, And uh, uh, so one of the narrators chosen by NLS could narrate it. But what I did after my first book, I learned that if I, uh, I was already going to um, record my book on audible. So I had my audible Tech per the person that helped me with Audible, my narrator, she um, and I and um, one of the regional libraries, librarians worked together so that I could get my digital files over to them and they could um, process them the way they need to for NLS. And that's how I got my books up faster.
2: I see. And one other thing have you ever thought of narrating one of your books? Actually, I'm glad you said that because I always forget
0: this. Words of Life was narrated partly by myself, um, Lillian
2: Eves, and
0: um, Vincent Lee Grayson.
2: So, thank you very much, and I, you know, applaud you for turning what your initial goal was into what you know what you have by substituting writing for you know your other interests before you lost your sight at the art. You know and i i appreciate that i i am i am a retired rehabilitation teacher and one of the things that i tr- always would try to do with my students was find a way to motivate them and i try to uh, get those who were you know had lost their sight and find a way possibly for them to do something that they did or something you know related to it even you know even small things and right that helped them move forward a little bit faster.
0: I totally agree with you. It helped me overcome a lot of obstacles to know that my brain still worked. <laughs> <laughs> you know.
4: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Agnes, for joining us this evening. We do have one other call, right? One the hand raised right now. And um that's Penny Reeder.
5: Hey Annie. Hey Penny. Penny. Hey, I just want to tell people that um, Annie is uh, a writer that we and Guide Dog users, of whom, of which Annie is a member, we have depended on Annie for all kinds of things forever, and she has a lovely article that's going to be in the November, uh, we have a a bi-monthly magazine called Paul's for uh, Guide Dog news you can use, and Annie's article about the retirement of Bailey, her guide dog, is going to be in that issue. We did we couldn't squeeze it into um, uh, October, but I guess it'll be in December. It'll be in the month after this one. Uh, but anyways, and Annie also helped us with our uh, handbook for prospective guide dog handlers. Um, and that is on BARD and also on Bookshare. And I just want to thank you for all the things you've contributed over the years. You've written some beautiful poems about your guide dog experiences. And uh, and we're we're you know we are grateful and uh, excited that you're doing so well with your career. So, Thanks, Penny. You're welcome. That's, thank you very much.
4: And as a that's a nice segue into
0: yeah.
4: Uh, you've you've actually received a couple of awards for your uh, for your work, and uh, one of them was from Guy Dog Users the uh, Berg, I can't Met. remember the other. Uh, the Leberg
0: Mets. Mets. Mets.
4: That's what it was. Um, In good old Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually, it was
3: wonderful.
4: And and you also have received another award
0: as well. And I'm lo- trying to find where I saw it. Oh, it was the beard um, on me. It was an advocacy award from Westchester Disabled on the Move. Uh, it was um, Advocate uh, of the Year in yes. 2015. Yeah, yeah. I, I just couldn't find the name of it for the life of me.
4: The Spirit yeah. of Independence Award. That's what it was. That's what it was. What it was. <laughs> and um, so you really have been recognized, you know, in some pretty lofty areas. Um, I
0: I got an award. I, I left Westchester, New York, and um, a lot of my friends from the county were there and they they got the county executive um, to give me a proclamation about my work and um, about the you know, I volunteered there for 16 years with the county doing programs and stuff. And I did not expect that I was just I was brought to tears over that I didn't expect it. And that was just the best gift I could have gotten before I moved. That's a, a lovely going away. Yes, it was.
4: And I, I didn't don't... want
0: a going away party. They had to like trick me.
4: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Going away is never fun. Um, it's, you know, there's a certain level of anti- excitement and anticipation, but there's always something being left behind.
0: Yeah.
4: And, or, or But what I think we need to do is instead of looking at it as being left behind, is bringing it with us in as many ways as we possibly can. I like
0: that. I
4: like that. And um we have a couple of other hands up. Shall we do them now or shall we uh why don't we why don't we go ahead and do them now because I want to get into uh, the the work that you've been doing with other young with other authors. And uh why don't we get take these two for now. Uh Diana. <laughs> Noriega.
6: Hey, Annie. Yes. Um, Actually, I wanted to say that one of the first things I read was follow your dog. And what struck me about it was nobody before that in anything I'd read had ever handled the question of when are you blind enough to get a guide dog (laughs) and just put it out there because you had limited vision and it was impacting you a lot more than anyone was willing to recognize Mm. and that's a tough one because you only know what you see and you can't really explain it to someone else and i think that you probably should have had a dog much earlier than you did but you'd been turned down and you didn't you didn't think that there was anyone that would understand right. the, the complexity of low vision. Right, it, it can be can be devastating moving from light to dark, moving from um, being able to adjust to motion uh, quickly enough to know where you're, you know, or feel the vision. All of these different things add up to a different picture for almost every individual. Nobody actually sees the same as anybody else. Yeah. And um, that touched my heart because, you know, I was, (laughs) I lost my vision so little and animals had always been a big part of my life, all kinds, wild and and domestic and um, everybody else's and and ones Hmm. that attached to me that it never occurred to me that I wouldn't get a guide dog when I had a chance to do it. Mm. And um, it just broke my heart that, that you were out there struggling and not having that four paws to walk beside you through the world and make
0: you feel safe. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, but it did finally happen because guess what? Anne did not give up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: and <then> that—that's <laughs> what—that's what our entire concept of visually impaired seniors' abilities. We don't give up. That's right. I will no. be making a statement about that at the end of the program tonight. Well, um, and, you know, I think well. that's but something I we share. Some, yeah. It's something that I think an awful that's lot right. of us, an yeah. awful lot of us share. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Right. Thank you, Deanna. Chris Bell. Good Hi, late. Annie.
3: Hello, Chris. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm good. And yourself?
3: I'm doing well. Yeah.
1: Good. So when are you going to write a mystery? Because that's what I read.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: I might. I might try it. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know, I might have to ease into that one.
1: Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious. This is a more serious question. I, I, I'm i trying to figure out a, a, a way to properly ask it. So if you add up all the money that you spend yourself to um, write and, and publish and, and market your books, and then you subtract that number from the amount of money you earn from the book sales, what kind of profit margin do you get?
0: I don't. There is no. That's what I wondered. There is no. Yeah. 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 It is extremely difficult to market your books. Um, The example would be remember the, I guess it was like a, I don't know if it was a a rumor of some kind that one of, like maybe it was Patterson bought 60,000 of his own books to get them on the bestseller market. (laughs) that's kind of like how you got to do it. You know, it's really difficult to uh, become a professional writer in the sense that the public um, is attracted versus the going from the, you know, I'm a hobby writer, right? Because that's the only way I can explain why I do it. I mean, I'm doing it for the money. I mean, it would be great to get the money, but I do it because I want to, I want to do it. And I want, people to read my stuff um it would it would be great if I won awards um and I do try to win awards I just never get chosen for them so you know but I I don't let that stop me I mean that's like we talked about the criticism piece like you you've got to know what to use and what to reject in terms of criticism to move yourself along in a creative journey of the craft and uh this is part of that I mean sure do I do I want a marketing genius to come in and, you know, give me um, another 10,000 sales on Amazon? Of course I do. How do you get there? Well, not everybody gets there. Just like not everybody is, you know, a football player or, you know.
2: um, Yeah. Well, thanks for that. I really appreciate it. Keep keep on writing. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Yeah.
4: Thanks, Chris. Something I wanted to, there are two actual additional issues that I was hoping we could touch on. One of them is um, you, I think, are the current president of Friends in Art of ACB. Yes. And you've had a lot to do with the art parlor and uh, Jason's uh, heartfelt and uh, that. And so why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going on with that? Because I think the two of you... Um just have such a way of complimenting each other.
0: Oh. Well thank you. Yeah. So friends and art, I I got elected president during uh during the convention um this past summer. And um before that I had been um actually Peter alcho uh actually was the one to bring me on um as a possible board member um about six years ago. So I got to know everybody and uh lynn heddle was president then and um i had been probably just getting my feet wet when when she passed and um that kind of gave me more investment in friends and art um after she passed away i just felt that you know she wouldn't she would want us to just keep on going and to and to do better and to you know bring our talents in there, so that's what I did and um, I'm glad I did. And Art Parlor was one of those things that I didn't think I could do something like Art Parlor. I didn't know or I didn't feel I had the um, talent to, to be a host and um, you know, I mean, certainly had the interviewing skills because I was a counselor for so long but you know, I didn't really feel I had that that draw that artists do, especially um, people like Jason and um, other performance artists. I mean, I'm I'm a poet. I do most of my art like in a room by myself with headphones on. So <laughs> uh, you know, you know, when I want to go out and have interactions with people, I go to dinner. <laughs> you know, so um, so it brought me out of my. Um, my limitations myself myself you know my self-imposed, self-imposed limitations. limitations and I have enjoyed myself so much since then and well, I, pro- I
4: did just happen to notice <laughs> that Jason is on our yes? call here tonight and uh, so if he would like to jump in on talking about uh, the art parlor and what's going on with all of that you're more than welcome to do so Jason
1: Hello, everybody.
4: Hello there.
1: Good to be here, um, And It's great to hear your story, and uh, we are so happy that you have enjoyed um, your your uh, I guess growing your wings or, or however you might want to put it in being with us in friends and art. And uh, we have enjoyed having you and continue to enjoy it with your new role as president that is so cool oh
0: yeah Uh, thank you
1: yeah yeah so um art parlor um i know i apparently there there was a former uh art parlor that would take place physically at conventions i didn't know this exactly or at least i wasn't fully aware and it's nice that we've kept the name and do it virtually i guess uh so that we get to interview uh all sorts of people and and we try to make it feel like uh you are in our parlor you're in our parlor with your beverage of choice and just hanging out and enjoying an interview with us and um our latest interview is with um uh, matthew schifrin and that will be coming out within the next couple of days uh, we have the podcast, which um, I think we probably have a lot of people that subscribe to that because it can be heard anytime. Mm-hmm. But it it also airs on ACB Media One uh, at various times throughout the week. And, um, yeah, we've had some great interviews since we started. Gosh, um, I was thinking about this the other day. Wasn't it like two... And a half years ago at least yeah
0: yeah I, I think we have that. over 30 episodes
1: yeah yeah yep. it was a lot it was pretty cool
0: yeah uh, I just like that the fact that people come just to just to to talk in a in an informal way um, and share their journey their creative journeys it's just it's great I mean
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it, I hope it continues. <laughs>
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> and we get another 30. <laughs>
4: i'm sure it will i think it's a, it's a a great program i um always had trouble getting it at what was it seven o'clock six o'clock or something on tuesdays um oh, but yeah. i but i often do catch it on uh the reruns on the repeats on Media oh, good one. yeah um and i i just find it it's just there's something just so comfortable about it. And oh, Jason,
0: and Jason uh, is, is our is our guru, and Jason makes sure that 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 we sound good, and um, he does all the mixing and the producing for each of the episodes. So, um, and I appreciate that because if it mm-hmm. wasn't for that, then our parlor probably wouldn't be um, so well done um, and in a timely manner. So, thank you, Jason
1: absolutely my pleasure
4: yes thank you and th- and thank you for jumping in when i didn't even ask you if you would mind yeah. doing it <laughs> <laughs> no problem <laughs> oh goodness um uh, the other topic that i would love to hear you tell us a little bit more about is this is it behind my eyes behind our eyes behind our eyes i knew i was saying uh, not quite right
0: So Behind Our Eyes is a organization um, for writers with disabilities. And it could be any type of disability, not just visually impaired. Um, And we we do have a a good mix um, of people. It's a a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And you can look at uh, what we have to offer at www.behindoureyes.org. I started out there as a member and now I run some of the programs. Um, uh, uh, we run a book launch program, which I'm the chair of. And and then I, I also help out with the zooming. Of course, you know, everybody's got a zoom now. So uh, we also have um, a, a very large selection of conference call recordings. And we have um, uh, special events that are up on the website. Uh, and we, we just, we have um, critique groups. We have um, uh, special guests that come in on Sunday evenings um, on our conference calls. Um, we just had BT Kimbrough. I don't know if anybody of you know him. Oh, I remember yep. BT We T. just had Kimbrough. him on um, and uh, as, a, as a guest. And so we basically, uh, we have an email list um, that, uh, that we use um, to help promote the writings of our members. We have over 100 members and it's free to join. Uh, So you can go to BehindOurEyes.org and um, you click the link to join and fill out a short form and then someone will get back to you. Um, We have uh, have a writers exchange program that um, we have classes that our members provide our other members. So it's like a peer learning program. We have, We have what they call a reader's workshop. Um, um, Every month you can bring a piece of your writing to the workshop. Um, It's not recorded or anything. And you can practice performing your piece with other people. And then um, people give you uh, a kind criticism or, um, you know, you might want to do this differently. Or how about, you know, you try that. Um because we all have different types of technology that we use uh, to to um, uh, to share our work with other people. Um, and a lot of us are poets, and we we like to share our work, you know by reading it um, uh, and performing it. so uh, readers' workshop has really helped a lot of us just um, up our game in terms of you know uh, of reading our work and then the book launch program we've had 10 book launches um, in 2022 and i think we're going to end with 10 in 2023 um so if you're an author um and you're a behind our eyes member and you have a book that um has been released um a recent release of a book you can request that you um can do a presentation as a book launch and you you get of course you get a zoom host um to help you out and a coach to help you set up everything and you can um set your book launch up um either as an interview um or um as a presentation and uh, there's q a at the end and we record those and edit those and put those up on the website so there's a lot to behind our eyes and i enjoy the camaraderie and um the positive uh Um, acceptance that we have for each other. And uh, I just really enjoy the people that are there. Uh, And there are some enormously talented people in behind our eyes. And, you know, it's like learning about these people, um, you know, learning about each other is part of what makes it so special, you know, making those connections. And so if anybody is out here listening tonight and would like to join behind our eyes. We'd love to have you. And, <clears throat>
4: excuse me. And uh, that has a lot, you know, and that's that's a, one of the things that's impressed me is how often, uh, you, now you said you did 10 book launches last year and look like you're going to do 10 again for this year. And that's one of the things that's impressed me is that, you've brought those launches into um, the ACB conversation list, onto community and occasion, that kind of thing, that it's just such an obvious outreach uh, that Mm. you're creating, that you're helping uh, create for other uh, authors and writers with disabilities. And I think that's something that, we all need to take into consideration that we uh you know that that sometimes the best person to help you with something is someone else who's been there done that um uh, someone else who uh understands what you're going through um who who has a lot of good tips who has you know some great ideas like you originally found your company there with um through Patty Fletcher's book, uh, right. that kind of thing, you know, being able to help one another and to do things together um, and not be dependent on, well, nobody, no, you know, uh, the the idea that you were, you had so much of nobody bothered to help me, maybe I'll give up. And the concept of just not giving up, I think, is what's so important. And not only just not giving up, but turning it around to help others at the same time. And that's something that I really admire about what you've been doing with, especially with Behind Our Eyes. And I just wanted to thank you for that. We're getting a little, um, a little, on. where are we? We're, we've got about 14, 14 minutes left, which is probably about 10 in reality. (laughs) And, uh, so I just want to ask, if anybody else does want to uh, make a comment or ask a question, this would be a perfect time to raise your hand. And we can uh, start taking any other uh, questions or comments any uh, anytime now. And that would make things a lot easier, um, because we always end up in a crunch at the end of the call. <laughs>
0: Yes, the the last minute questions.
4: Yes, <laughs> two exactly. minutes before
0: you end. It's like, oh, I have a question.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's always like, okay, you've got
4: thirty seconds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, giving it uh, back and paying it forward is it's a big part of why I do what I do, and um, I think that's you know someone helped me a long time ago, and uh, if I can help someone else. Uh, in the same um in the same manner or in the same spirit of 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 giving um then I will. And that's the way for us all to live more much more peacefully together. Yes. It's yes. It's feeds your soul. I'm very spiritual that way. I I may not you know have a I I was brought up Catholic, but um you know more of a um um nature loving person now you know i believe all religions are one uh you know in the end and i think just just being kind and expect you know and not expecting um too much um you know and, and just helping other people out you know you 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 give kindness and kindness comes back to you that's right and we gave out the
4: Idea of raising your hand, and three people have come back to us. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Casey.
0: Hey. Hey, Kathy. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you
2: doing, Annie? I'm good. I know it's only been a couple of weeks, but how do you like Pennsylvania? And are you glad you're not in Westchester after no. the rain last week?
0: Uh, yes. I'm, we're very happy here. We love it here. And our apartment flooded again after we moved out.
4: Yeah. I, I figured as much. And we
0: are just fed up at this point. Um, it's, I feel really bad for Westchester and all my neighbors and my heart goes out to them. But part of me wants to say, thank you, God, for getting us out of there.
1: Oh (laughs) yeah. I,
5: I agree. I Um, I was thinking about you and the the first thing I thought of was, Oh my gosh. So, um, we miss you here, but we're glad that you're, (laughs) um, you know, doing well out there. And, uh, I'm sure it's a lot quieter there, from what I've heard. That it was really noisy where you live, so now yeah. it's nice and quiet. And yeah, and uh, now you'll have to write a write a book on
4: retiring <laughs> daily. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, hey. Kathy. Thanks, Kathy. Um, Nikki.
3: Okay. Hi. Um, this has been fascinating, and I I kind of grew up in uh, book distribution and publishing and um, but it was all for sighted. and so uh, I had a question um, it, are any of your books available in book form or large print um, that's my first question and then I have okay. another question after that
0: so uh, well my um, so my my poetry books have a have a I don't say they were large print, but I made sure that they were done in a way where the font is very bold and very plain, like Arial, so that people who may have low vision might be able to read my books. Um, Uh The novels, I can't control that. And I thought about putting out a large print novel and, um, you know, I think once I make more money, maybe I can do that. but well um, also
3: maybe with all the audio stuff it's not really necessary Yeah, i think so many people are going over to audio that it's not that really is necessary. True. So yeah,
0: yeah, audio was cheaper than than doing a large print novel. So
3: Oh, okay, well that makes sense. Okay. Thank you very much. The other question sure. is I've, I've tried to find this um, not necessarily for you, but I've tried to find this behind our eyes, and I got a website that said this domain is for sale. So I'm obviously not doing it right. Could somebody please spell it out for me?
0: So it's W-W-W dot behind our eyes, B-E-H I N D O U R E Y E S dot O
3: R G. Oh O R G. Oh yes. no wonder I put C O M. Okay. <laughs> so much. Not- Thank you so much. (laughs) You're welcome. I do that all the time, so like, was it OR? With iBug, it it doesn't matter if you do ORG or COM, but everything else does. So thank you again. And this is a wonderful program. I love this program.
6: Thank you. Thank you. Now you have eight minutes.
4: Yes, thank you, Cindy. Um, And I also have Melody up next.
6: Hi, Annie. Hi, Terry. Um, I don't know if I can make this question sound valid. As a retired trauma counselor were you ever mistakenly of course told I remember listening to the guide dog stories last year during the convention about how Verona helped many of your clients mm-hmm. were you ever mistakenly told that the guide dogs could not come into a session or maybe a court proceeding where you had to testify for a client I'm sorry I've had too much experience <laughs>
0: oh, um I actually I've never had to go into court um But, um, you know, I I did have times where my clients requested that I don't have the dog in the room. And that was, of course, way okay, fine. Um, You know, uh, but I have never had, uh, uh, you know, a court refusal or I, you know, was thankfully not ever brought into court to testify. So. Thanks for bringing that up, Melody.
4: Have a great weekend.
5: Thank you. You too.
4: Okay. and. And I think that takes care of our our calls. And we have about eight minutes, uh, seven minutes left, I think, now. Yeah, seven minutes now. So I want to, first of all, thank you, Annie, for sharing your experiences with us all. Um, You've given us all lots to look up on BARD and to buy (laughs) on Audible and... Uh, for those who use Bookshare and Kindle, you, 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 you've got us all on, on on our next series of books, I think. <laughs> okay. And uh, looking forward, to, I especially want to read that uh, the tarnished one that just sounds especially good to me. And so I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I want to thank Cindy Lebon for hosting for me this evening. And I always want to be sure to remember to thank Larry Gasman, who streams for us and has already done something like four hours of streaming today for the Kansas convention. I want to wish the Byingtons and everyone else in Kansas a very successful convention this weekend. And did I just not lower your hand, Nikki, or did you have something else you wanted to add?
3: Um, I had another quick question. Okay. Um, how how can we access your books? Um, I'm not able to get barred and whatnot, but I do use Libby. Um, I don't use Audible, but I use Hoopla. So um, how can people, do they just search your name? Because I, I missed some of it right. because
0: I had to take a phone call. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, so you can use Smashwords Draft2Digital. I'm on there. My, so if you want to just do an ebook search, um, I come up. Uh, you can go to my website and find all the links oh, to all the uh, okay, all my books are there. All my links are there, and it's AnnChapeta com, and you spell it A N N C H I A P P E T
3: T A. You're not going to believe this, but I have a friend named Lucipa Ciapetta in Los Angeles. So I know very well how to spell that name. Thank you so much. All right.
2: (laughs)
4: All right. Well, thank you, Nikki. And uh, I think everybody's got it now. And with that, uh, again, I want to thank all of you. And I just want to—I want to make a statement. Um, Last week. We did the, on visibilities, we did the, what was coming up in the um, ACV board call, Board of Directors meeting on Saturday. And we did a brief re- recap of what had gone on during the session on Friday. Um And I do hope that many of you, hold on one second, my... Siri has decided that she wants to tell me nothing whatsoever of importance. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I do hope that many of you listened to the board call to the uh, board of directors meeting. And there were, there, there were some uh, tough moments that took place during that call and I know but uh, what, what I want to say is that I know I got pushed against a wall and like with so much of what I've said this evening and Anne has so eloquently talked about we need to we, when, when pushed we need to come up with a solution and push back and stand our ground and I have a very, very strong commitment, as most of you know, to our affiliates and to each and every member of this organization. I believe very firmly that the members of the board of directors are elected uh, by their constituencies and we hold the privilege and responsibility to each and every member of this organization. To, to, to listen to what you have to say. And I will never stop doing that as long as I am on the board of directors. And so anybody that ever has an issue, never, please never hesitate to get in touch with me. And with that, I wanna thank you all um, for joining me this evening. And I thank you again for a great night tonight with Anne. And I look forward to uh, next Friday night. We will have Peter Altschul and the Employment Committee on. They have a survey. And I think it's time that some of them learn um, what some of us old geezers know about what's happened with our own careers throughout our lives and what's happened with, you know, before, during, and after Things like the Rehab Act of 73 and the ADA and uh, various things. And did they make a difference in our our careers or in our lives and in what ways? And they are going to be doing a survey and they will be talking all about that kind of thing here next Friday night at 7 o'clock. So God willing, we'll all be together here on Friday the 13th to talk employment. Good night, one and all, and have a safe and happy week.